1: such thing as death. Life is only a dream and we are the imagination of ourselves.
2: Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome, Welcome to My Third Eye. I think it's great you know obviously it reminded me of a childhood memory but i'm it like is. no this is good and they're like ah it's too sour for me and i'm like eh, well, i like it but
3: <laughs> i like i, I like some sour cherries and stuff like that i think i think sour is right up there with hot like it's one of those yes. things that, that you can you probably people that are big into hot sauce now probably were big into things like warheads and stuff when we were younger yeah. cry ba- crybabies even you know like that
2: was oh those dude were, i forgot about crybabies
3: yeah, are, there's I a forgot memory,
2: about them. Yes,
3: memory jolt there. Like those, those were always go to. You know, we want the sour candy over everything else. Just to get
2: that yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this week's episode of M3E. Yes, uh, it's Wednesday already, and uh, I'm excited because in two days. It's St. Paddy's Day, even though I'm more Scottish than Irish, I I still celebrate, and uh, I hope we have a great talk at the Tavern this this Friday. Um, If you want the full entire episode ad-free, I say it every week, come on guys, it's $5 a month, Um, actually $3 a month, gets you the full weekly episode. I have a three five ten dollar tier over at patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. And for those Patreons that are listening, I do love all your support. Thank you so much. And without you, I wouldn't be this far ahead this quick. So again, thank you, Patreons. You know who you are, and uh, I will say on another note I know I need to get caught up on some video um, from Talk at the Tavern and and Cunt and others like that. So, bear with me. For whatever reason, it it does take quite some time to upload it. I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay? Um, If you have a pet, a dog, a cat, a goat, maybe even a cow. I don't know if you can give it to chickens. I have chickens, but I I don't think they need it. Um, Purepetwellness.com enter ghost at checkout and you get 20% off. And you can use that as many times as you want for all your pet CBD needs. And I use this company. I wouldn't promote them or let them be a sponsor if I didn't use them myself. So I know the product works and I'm passing it on to you. If you, if you have a dog that just gets anxiety, I can't wait for two things for the weather to get better so i can give it to my cooney to see how he uh reacts in a car ride because he gets car sickness and uh fourth of july to give it to my big dog bane um because he does not like fireworks or gunshots so having said all that i'm gonna get out of here i hope you enjoyed this episode with jim bob from unconstitutional awakening and uh you'll hear from me again friday Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fun, exciting episode. Uh, tonight, uh, you've heard him on Talk at the Tavern. Uh, and I, if you do listen to this show, hopefully you'd go check out Unconstitutional Awakening. I have the uh, host and one of the many hosts over there, uh, Jim Bob Oval Shorts with me tonight. And uh, like I said, go give them a five-star rating and review anywhere you can find them on Apple or Spotify. And uh, having said that, Jim Bob, how are you? Let people know where they can fully get everything that you put out because you put out a lot of stuff.
3: Ahoy there, ahoy there. Yeah, man, um, we're just out there doing it stuff and I've got us, I got us on everything you could possibly think of now and keep growing. In fact, we just got added to another streaming service called Boomplay, so that one's kind of new for me and uh, I, I got us across the board on the audio apps. And then visually on Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute. And then occasionally, if the episode doesn't get too spicy, I'll throw it over on YouTube. But those are kind of few and far between. So if, if you're hanging out over there, you might only get to see one out of every like 10 episodes or so.
2: Right. Yeah, same here. I've been contemplating whether or not to get rid of my, my YouTube. So I haven't posted a, uh, a new episode over there in quite some time. So just I, I one of those one, things.
3: I pushed one the other day that's actually doing all right i think i had the former vice presidential candidate spike cohen come and join me for a conversation and uh nice and i was like you know what i'm throwing that on youtube like i want to see what they say about it and so far so good why well, i guess we didn't get into any of the uh you know like the the sickness type stuff we were more focused on police accountability during that conversation so that was it mm. was a pretty good conversation i really he was he's a really cool guy i'm glad to have had the opportunity to speak with him. So
2: Yeah. I can't wait to uh, listen to that episode. I've been kind of binging uh, your, your previous episodes and what have you. And I, I, I love them. I love, I love the intro music. I love what you guys do over there with that. And, and I never knew Kel's di- made music himself until the one episode, you kind of mentioned it. And I was just like, Oh shit, that's fucking awesome. That's tight.
3: Oh man, Kel, he's, you know, he's, he's a bit older than the rest of us, but he used to be a DJ down in the Florida scene for years. And, now that he's just worried about raising his kids man that's all he 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 helps me out when I need some mixing on some stuff so nice it it does it does good for that because I I do I do I work really hard to try to make my own little thumbnails those little animations I kind of come up with those on my own and the the cutscene music I I kind of outsource a little bit for that but as far as everything else Kel's always got me a list of things and he's just like here check this out what do you think and and that's how we came up with the most recent intro. Is I was like, I was like, we got to find a way to mix SpongeBob into it because it's just funny.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> and, I, and I love it. And it, you, you, know, it starts out with that, and then you, you just you find yourself just bobbing your head and you know moving your body a little bit. I listen a lot while I'm I'm driving my truck at work. Nice. I'm just like, yeah, all right, cool. You know, <laughs> and it's catchy, and that that's what counts. You know what I mean? It, it's fun, and and what have you? I,
3: I guess in a sense, I've always. I understand propaganda and I understand that it can be used for good as well as bad. And I've decided to take a lot of the government style propaganda type ideas and I guess in a sense and put them in place for myself to draw attention to reality a little bit more. I've been I've been doing it quite some time. It all started with memes way back when on a Facebook page called The Naked Truth, where I put chicks in like bikinis and dudes and their swim trunks and stuff all cut and whatnot and then i'd put like go look at you know look up ruby ridge or something like that on there because you see the attractive woman and you're going to stop and read what's on the meme and from there you're likely to go look at it if you hadn't already known what it was and it it garnered attention so i just kept kind of running with that and evolved it over the years finding the the best way to drop a guard is to make someone laugh. So if I can find a way mm-hmm. to get you get you giggle, then maybe you'll listen to me for a few minutes. Because there there's nothing wrong with being funny and trying to tell the truth. Comedians have done it for years and done a really good job at it.
2: Yes, they have. And uh, I mentioned in the beginning here that you have an array of well, not an array, but you have a, a decent amount of co-hosts. And I recently had Luis on, and nice. I didn't even think that we're like kind of like this what do you want to talk about we'll just figure it out and next thing you know it was like three hours and 40 minutes and we're like why don't we just wrap here you know what i mean like we could have still kept on going and i was just like and we covered everything and you got you have a great dynamic with with your hosts and your co-hosts and the guests that you bring on it it, it, it's a good time and and again i encourage everybody to go over and and give them a follow and listen because it's funny but Truth bombs get dropped all the time.
3: Oh, yeah. Luis come later in the in the in the show, actually. I uh I stumbled across him as a guest. I found him on TikTok. He was following me when my TikTok was larger before it got deleted. And I was interested in his art. And then I seen that him and another fellow were doing like a once-in-a-while podcast called Escape from New York. And I was like, I gotta have these guys on. So I brought him and his partner on and him and his partner ended up splitting ways not because of like problems but because the one dude just kind of upped and went on a spiritual journey on him and i was Mm. like so i was like so you're not doing any podcast right now he's like no i was like is there any way i could convince you to join the team over here and he was like yes he's like i think i should go on this ride with you guys and i was like all right so i picked him up extra i picked caitlin up later as well and um Kel Kel was my first add-on after the original started way back when, and that's just because I knew him kind of personally and was like, "You want to help me with this? You want to join in when you can?" And he was like, "Absolutely!" So he's 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 been a guy close to my heart for a while. And the rest of the crew, Bandit, Ox, and Neptune, they're the original group with me. We we were all yeah. mean guys, and we 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 did the whole thing where we actually met our internet friends, and it was really great and. We hung out for a couple weekends, and we we know each other's families and stuff now, and everything like that. And like it's, it's they're great guys, man. Like they're, I could ask awesome. for a better, better set of dudes to have a conversation with, with a couple days a week. So
2: no, not You're you're very blessed, and and it's hard to uh, when when you get into having co-hosts, finding the the proper energy, and you know it's still being fun, and and what have you, and you guys don't like that at all i mean it's it's fun you guys laugh you know what i mean and and you know and and you guys pick on each other which is it you know it's, it's a great dynamic it's like listen to a bunch of best friends sitting around you know telling stories and ribbon on each other at the same time so yeah it's it, good stuff I
3: you know i didn't i didn't even have a clue how to go about it when i started i was just like i want to do it because josh reed over there at the red pill project kept encouraging me to do a show for him on his channel and cause I was co I've been co-hosting with makes you think for a while now and going on like my second goal go—go probably going on almost my third year now it has been, I've been, I've been there for all of 2022 and a little bit into 2021. And then this year, of course, too now. And he was like, oh, come on, join the show with me. And I was just like, I don't know. And one day I was blessed with a little bit of money and invested it into all the equipment and, a website, and just kind of went from there. And you, you can definitely tell if you've been in the beginning that we've evolved quite a bit, just trying to yeah play with different things and and looking at how I wanted to go with it. But I've I've found you're right though that like just the just the conversations in general, open conversations with erratic people. Because to be real, I don't know who's showing up until they show up that night. Everybody gets the link and. Mm-hmm. And then when when time rolls around, they just start popping up, and I'm just like, all right, cool. This is how this is gonna roll. So, it it, it works though. Having everybody on hand, I think having so many because we can we can switch around, and somebody's busy and somebody's not. i um, I guess I'm the most busy with it because I, I I'm pumping them out. Like we're doing two three filmings a week. There's some weeks that I I get a hold of people, and I'm just like, well, we're on a run with it, and I'll do a whole week straight every night filming. I just it just kind of Close different ways, I guess.
2: Which is good. I mean, it, and people don't understand how. Like, they're like, Ryan and I talk about this every now and again. It's like pe- people think, oh, they just sit behind a microphone and and you know either do through Zoom, StreamYard, whatever, and talk. They don't realize all the the sacrifice that you put into you know your personal time off and working a forty hour week and you homestead as well. And, you know, and do the podcast and, and we don't make much money. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not Joe Rogan or Tony. Well, I'm not going to even say his name anymore, but, uh, we're not, we're not those people. You know what I mean? So we sacrifice a lot to put out content for, you know, our listeners, your listeners, and, you know, it it is hard work, but you have to, if it, if it's not fun, then you got to step aside. You know what I mean? that That's when, you know, when this eventually stops be, being fun for me is when I know I need to hang it up. And right now I'm having fun. You know what I mean? I, I, I tease with my wife. I'm like, I, I feel weird when I'm talking to somebody in public and I don't have a microphone in front of my face because I'm, I'm so used to sitting behind a mic and talking and engaging in great conversation that when I'm talking, I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. This is, we're not on a podcast. You know, we're just talking to two people together in an open conversation but you know it's brought me out of my shell just just in that sense alone you know I used to I would never talk to strangers or you know make general conversation with people
3: man I always I I will say for the longest time for many years I hid behind memes like I, you know I never I I never really was big and putting my face everywhere and stuff so you would just see memes and it would just be on social media and then I well, I had TikTok just because I was watching funny videos and stuff, and I was enjoying that. And one day I was like, I don't know, let's see what I can do with it, just playing around. And I just was playing around, kind of just talking about, I made a couple videos like political nonsense, and then I decided to make a video about how they live was a documentary, not a, uh, you know, not just an entertaining movie. And when I woke up the next morning, there was like 10,000 people on my TikTok. And I was like, what the crap did I do? Like, I didn't mean to do that. And they, they kept encouraging me to make more videos. So I just kept making conspiracy related kind of historical type videos. And it evol- of course, it evolved into this. And yeah, you're right. Like, I, I have a blast doing it. But you're on top of everything else I do. I'm out here emailing. A dozen people a week, even if, even if I only hear back from maybe one or two of those people, I still totally, I, I've learned that if you don't take the shot, like you, you may not ever get it. You know, it's a Wayne Gretzky yeah. quote or some way properly to say it, but
2: you will miss a hundred percent of the shots that you never take. I,
3: I'm not, I'm not hesitant to email anybody. Like if I, if I can wind up with their email, I'll email them and just be like, Hey, would you like to come on? You know, I I'm, I'm, I'm super cheesy. If you, if you've ever got to read my, uh, Invite email. I'm, you know, the ahoy there, and inviting you aboard and the stuff like that. And it's just, I, I want to break that shell of everybody being all serious all the time about some of these subjects. Like you, you got to kind of look at a lot of things light lightheartedly. If you look at everything in doom and gloom all the time, you're probably going to see doom and gloom all the time. But mm-hmm. if you can find reasons to laugh, whether it's in memes or making jokes or Whatever, then why not why not laugh about it? Like it is clown world. it, it is clown world anyway. I mean, so why not poking fun at the hilarious version of the fall of Rome? Like <laughs>
2: Yeah, very well said.
3: <laughs> they like recently, you know, they've been taking what they they spent all those years taking down statues of famed, you know. I mean, and sure they were Civil War statues and stuff like that, but they still did things in their time aside the Civil War. That they should be remembered for, but instead they take right. down those statues and then they put up that statue in Boston this weekend that looks like oh two my God, old.
2: It looks like a BBC. Two it looks hands like holding a, a giant B-
3: thing. Like
2: yeah, it looks like a big black cock. It's like what the fuck? Are, who, who thought of this? Like okay, I get art, but you went a little too far. Like how does that memory hold any memory of Martin Luther King? Like it, right. it doesn't.
3: You know, and I don't I don't understand some of the things they do have the time, but it is it's funny to watch them watch it crumble, because I, I feel at the point that it is now, they're caught red handed. They know they are more of us know the truth than ever before. And that's why they're throwing everything at us at once, like anything and everything they can throw at us, whether it be the plague, whether it be climate issues, whether it be, you know, just the The thought that an earthquake or something could do this, or the threat of nuclear war, even and it's just like, eh, they're trying no, too I, hard because they know they're caught. Like,
2: I think I'm going to call in sick with climate change tomorrow. I mean, hey. that that seems to be the great great new one. And uh, why I'm at it, uh, fuck, I might get hurt by a gas stove.
3: You know, I I keep trying to tell people on the gas stove thing. I'm like, y'all don't. I wouldn't even sweat that because as a guy that does appliances. There's more more gas stoves in these houses across this state than there is anywhere else that I know of. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. like, we're we're gas is pretty common, especially for homestead folks, too, because it's easy Mm -hmm. cost you like three hundred dollars. to
0: Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for four ninety nine each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
3: Fill up a propane tank for a year and you've got a year's worth of gas that you don't, yeah. even, you don't even think about it again until it's time to fill it up.
2: And I love how they're saying it, it produces, uh, gives off bad stuff for the environment. The last time I checked, um, like if you run liquid propane heater in your house for a source of heat, I do believe they say you want to have a window somewhat cracked because it produces water it is, is a byproduct of it. And how is was that bad. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like these people think that we're that dumb and okay. you try to point it out and people are like, no, 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 no. But I love to cook. I've been, I've been trying to tell my wife for years, you know, can we please get a gas stove? And she's like, no, I don't like them, you know? And I'm like, I do 90% of the cooking. Uh, right. you get so much better results and you control that heat so much better with, with you know, with gas. That's why they're so prevalent in, in restaurants. Uh, yes. it, everybody knows it. You know what I mean? It's either you use gas or you're cooking over an open fire. Two of the best ways to cook, cook anything. Not this electric heat shit.
3: I mean I've I really, really want an old one of those old style cast iron wood burning stoves that I you know, cooktop stoves that I could cook out of. I'd I'd be real with you, but prefer one of those guys because shoot, man, you can you can really control everything in something of that aspect too. Mm-hmm. And that's that is a good reason to keep gas too, because you're right. When you when you shut the gas off, fire's gone. When you turn that electric eye off, it's still hot for the next 25 minutes you're going to burn your hand if you touch that sucker and it's going to yeah. continue to kick, cook your food too so yeah it, it's I've, I've never been a big fan of electric ones and the, some of the new electric ones i laugh at because they have eyes on them that won't allow it to get to a certain heat and or it won't even turn on unless there's a pan on top of it because it has like a weight sensor and stuff and it's just like you're going too far like you're you're never yeah. going to cook anything properly with all these extras, you just need no. an open flame. What does the best. You're right. Yep. Yes,
2: there's a TikToker that I follow. I forget his last name. He's Nate, and he's a homesteader in West Virginia. Yeah, are, I follow him. You, you, yeah he he has one of those uh cast iron cook stoves, and and just you know he puts out these little clips and and what have you of you know his progress on, on and this and that. You obviously you know because you follow as well. But for the listeners, you know it, it's just fun to watch and how he just goes old school with, with everything he was making a video I saw today. I don't know when it was released, but uh, he preserved his eggs in water and pickling lime. And now granted he goes, they don't make the best over easy, but you know, you can scramble them and they're good for baking. And he goes, these are, these have been preserved for nine months. They're not bad. And it's like, you know, duh. Like he's, he's putting that old knowledge that everybody has lost that, Everybody that says, oh, if shit hits a fan, we're ready. Well, if I'm sorry, if you don't either have some military background or you're not a hillbilly redneck in some way, shape or form, and you're, you're a city dweller, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> fucked. You're just downright done because you because you ain't doing it. If you've never hunted, if you've never even just built a fire in your backyard and roasted some hot dogs and then experimented from there and, and. You know, there's nothing better than making a fire sitting by it and then putting a griddle over it and fucking slapping a steak on or something. You know, it's just going back to the primitive way is 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 a dream of mine. You know what I mean?
3: There's there's so many there is so many great advancements uh, in like the technology of primitive ways that, you know, like hand tools and and, uh, things that you can use Mm. that that make a lot of those primitive ways much more accessible, I think, to people that don't even know what they're doing, too. You know, like, there's, on top of YouTube and having access to a plethora of things, like, you you could easily turn around and I, I like to point this out with, like, chickens and stuff. You it doesn't take much to host some chickens, and even if you're in a city like Bandit, Bandit actually lives in, like, the suburbs, but he has found that Just chickens, no roosters, and stuff like that. They tend to leave everybody alone and they stay in the coop, and he's not worried about eggs. Like, no. And if, if every, even if it was just every other house, you know what I'm saying? If every other house and did that exactly right there, there wouldn't be an egg industry, you know? Like, everybody would already have eggs. Boom. There'd be eggs. So many eggs. You wouldn't even be able to handle it. And they're trying to, that's another one of those things where they're trying to scare you. They're like, Oh, bird flu and egg shortage. And then they just killed like so many egg laying eggs, egg laying chickens in Japan or something. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I'm just like, well, I'm glad I don't have those worries. (laughs) No,
2: me either. Now I do got to ask you something. Do you feed your, your birds? Uh, like I feed mine. I think it's do more d-u-m-o-r uh it's layer feed and now i wouldn't think nothing of it other than i've seen a couple things floating around uh social media about a lot of people's birds not laying eggs right now now mine do go through a molt now i they haven't laid eggs since right around september the right around the end of september we had one that went through a hard molt and she was young unfortunately she didn't she didn't make it through, you know. Yeah. Got, I think one of the cold snaps got it, whatever. But they haven't been uh, giving me any eggs now. Some some conspiracy theories out there are it's the food, and people are like, "Well, I started making my own food, and they started laying again." And I'm like, "Hmm, is it? Could there be something to the the manufactured food?"
3: So I like, for the most part, mine are, are pre Like I believe in. I've trained them to come in and out of their coop because I built a ridiculously wild coop out of one of those old metal buildings that Mm -hmm. kind of sits over the top of things and I walled it up and there's a hundred plus chickens on any average given time going running around in and out of there. And they do a lot of free range. I do buy scratch grains, like nothing with pellets or anything in it. It's all just... You know, like sunflower seeds and corn and stuff like that. And I like to either not only do I save all my eggshells and crush them up just mm-hmm. to give them back to them, but I I just buy separate bag of oyster shells. Yeah, they they come in a little small pack, and then I just make sure that I sling oyster shells out when I'm slinging anything else. to try to mix it in with the, like the scratch grains and stuff like that because that way I know they're getting their fill of that. And I haven't, I haven't seen those problems. I haven't seen the bird flu. I haven't seen the, the slowdown. aside from times when it's supposed to, you know, like during the spring and summer, some of my girls are everyday layers, but during the winter months, fall and winter months, they're only like every other day layers. So I don't, I don't sweat it as much. I know it's just that time of year. And mm-hmm. when you have, when you have that many going on at once, like you, you know, you've got 60 plus eggs a day, easy if they don't get a hold of any too, because they, yeah they will tend to eat their own eggs. Like that's, I do it my, it's my fault sort of, because I do give them shells. And if I do find one that's busted, I'll toss it on the ground and let them have it. But I mean, why waste it if they can use it, you know? yeah, And, and it's tricky, but heck man, between that and the pigs and the goats and, I don't have to worry about going after things. You know what I'm saying? Like no. walk out front and get some milk. We can take out whatever bore it is for this fall or, yeah, you know, cause I, I like to do it towards the beginning of winter, actually The late fall, beginning of winter. And cause there ain't as many bugs out there. You know what I'm saying? But it, makes, mm-hmm. it easy, makes it easier to do the job,
2: especially down where you are. It doesn't yeah. get as cold as it does up here in Pennsylvania. I mean, you get your, your random cold snaps, but I mean, for the most part, you guys have, ticks almost all year round am i correct we we
3: actually had some hellacious tornadoes come through the other day like it's it's been in the 60s and 70s and
2: Hmm.
3: we had uh, the the town that i work in which is actually about a half hour north of where i live it uh or the town where my shop is i should say because i work all over the state but uh it got hit with like dual tornadoes and completely oh, wiped it completely wiped this town off the map i guess it made the news it's the it's the historic town in georgia that got leveled on top of going over like four counties from that from that like starting point and level a whole bunch of stuff It, in fact the uh my old farmhouse i don't i'm not i don't know for sure but i know that it was really surrounded by shaky trees to begin with and the neighborhood got hit. So it's very likely that that old, I don't, you know, I don't even know if anybody lives in it or not, but that old place is gone now probably. So, cause it was just an old school trailer in the middle of the woods. Cause I'm, um, I'm that redneck guy. I mean, I grew up in military family and on military bases, but I, I broke the, broke the tradition and was given shit tons of flack. Cause, everybody was Marines. And then I come along and was like, I'm not doing this. Sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I grew, I mean, I yeah. grew up, I spent the first 12 years of my life living in bases all over the country with my dad, but no, just, it wasn't for me.
2: No, especially nowadays uh, with, with everything that they're, they man, you know, with the, pokey poke and what have you but that's a whole, whole other you know topic that everybody seems to be talking about and i'm actually i've been i've been so sick of talking about it since it came out you know what i mean it's like oh okay yes we know um we've been right the whole time okay gotcha but uh conspiracy, other than that um
3: conspiracy oracle 67 to zero
2: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i want to touch on something i kind of brought it up on on the tavern the one night and you kind of started to explain it. And then the way the tavern works, it topics changed and what have you. But your, your video that you put out on TikTok that, that I really liked, and it got me really thinking, was um, compasses and magnets. Can you dive a little deeper on that for my listening audience?
3: Oh, no, absolutely. So, so, you know, everybody is always familiar with a compass and that you're told that your compass always points north. Well, due to the laws of magnetics, opposites are what attracts, not the same. So if your compass is pointing north, the north end of that magnet would actually be pointing south. And and thus in turns meaning that what we would call the north pole is actually the south pole of whatever we live in or on. And not to mention that I'm constantly told by my friends in Australia that are on my show occasionally and help me out that our maps upside down and we're upside down. Like they're, they're at the North pole, not the South pole. Like everybody here here is taught. Mm -hmm. And it it makes sense because, you know, you are taught that the laws of magnetics is that if you put North to North, it pushes away. And if you put North Mm -hmm. to South, that it goes towards each other. So Clearly, that means the, the, the north end of the magnet or the north end of the compass magnet or whatever is pointing south.
2: Interesting.
3: Uh, I I know it makes sense
2: now, but what, what some people, cause I had brought this up and they're like, well, they just, that, that magnet that's in the, the compass is actually a Southern magnet. So it's attracted to the North. I'm like, huh? what? Mm, I don't, I don't. I don't know if I buy that. So you can do the
3: same test with a magnet. Go buy yourself a magnet and hold that magnet on like a pendulum type swing where it's solid and sitting straight. And that magnet that you bought up the street from your house on this end of the country is going to do the exact same thing. The north end of that magnet is going to turn and point the same direction as that compass in your pocket.
2: Oh, shit. Okay.
3: <laughs> well, that yeah. just
2: goes into the whole. It, we know they've been lying to us. NASA lies to us, um, Constantly. you know, and then that brings in the debate: uh, is the Earth flat? Is it round? Is it hollow? Is it uh, uh, a golf none ball the with above. divots everywhere? Yeah.
3: I, see, I like to be the guy that goes, "It's none of the above." And they're like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "Well, I've I've always." I've always liked simulation theory a little bit, but I am into what's called spaceship theory, which is along the lines of simulation theory a little bit, but we're totally inside of something that is traveling through the vast, the vast ocean of space. And maybe one day we'll reach our destination and the capsule will open and we'll be able to escape. But we've been here for generations and generations and they've completely forgotten that it was a ship to escape whatever we were trying to leave to begin with there's some tv shows that allude to this idea that i've seen a couple of times and i i've i'm pretty in with it because it makes things just a little bit more different than everybody else i guess i don't i don't like the whole argument of flat earth or round earth or hollow earth or mine's right mine's right yours is wrong because mm-hmm that brings you to a point where you've actually stopped thinking and you're not wondering anymore. You're a hundred percent sure of yourself that what you're seeing is the complete truth. And there's no reason to question it. I'm like, well, no, you've always got a question. Even, even yourself, you, you believe half of what you hear half of what you see and like even very little of what you read. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a tricky world out there. So I think we have bigger fish to fry, though, than what size the planet is right now. Like, I I think worldwide, our biggest fish we have to fry is the rampant tyranny that's running around wild. And the serfs in medieval Europe had it better than we have it today, Mm. if that makes sense. Like, the standard of living, the time to spend it you know, with family and stuff like that and things like that, like we're, we're in pretty bad shape in, in this time frame, I believe. If you actually look at the numbers and such. Yeah. I,
0: I,
2: I don't know what it's going to take for Americans to quit being pretty much lazy and watching all these governments or, or all these citizens around the world rise up against their governments because they're, they're tyrannical. And, and protest and do something Why we sit here with a dude that I don't even think he's a fucking human at, at this point. You know what I mean? Like he's just he walks and talks like a robot and glitches out all the fucking time. And, you know, the list goes on and, you know, just like his classified documents. Oh, well, it was in a locked garage. Come on now. Well, uh Donald Trump's lock documents were inside a fucking skiff which yeah. is where they belong in a skiff.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, the media just blows this over and oh this and that and it's like how much fuckery do you guys have to fucking watch before you wake the fuck up? You know what I mean? There's people like you, there's people like me, there's other people that have podcasts and and you know, patriot listeners and what have you? Well, sorry, terrorist uh, domestic terrorist listeners um, that that get it, but not like nobody else seems to fucking care. So,
3: I I mean, at this point, when I was talking to Spike the other week, is that if you know if true democracy actually worked and such like that, on by default, the past four presidential elections went to no one because 80 percent of the population did not did not choose to partake in the shenanigans and less than 20 percent actually made the the choice that we currently are in and i say personally i in a way i see that as a good thing and even spike kind of agreed with me saying this. you know that's with me being anti-voting and such, it's it's kind of a slap in the face to most politicians, technically, because you know, you're like, you don't, you don't represent me, you don't have anything to do with this. Under the contrary of that whole belief that if oh you didn't vote, you don't have a right to complain. Well, no, like it's the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And and I think that we are a generation that invented quiet quitting. It seems to be a thing that started in like Gen X, late Gen X, and is definitely in like a lot of the earlier millennial type people where we are all doing like we, like you're saying, you've got all these podcasts and all these people that do believe this way. And I think that I see on my end a lot more people starting to do for themselves, regardless of what's outlined in front of them and trying to find their way around a lot of these written... You know, written rules and stuff, and trying to find loopholes for themselves to progress their lives and possibly start building an alternative system to the current system that's falling apart. I I've hosted quite a few interesting people over there that are working on just that. You know, and even Luis, he don't talk about it here, or I don't know how much he talked about it with you or whatever. But we talk about it occasionally in our show. He's always he's on the forefront of things, like creating social, you know, new social medias and. Using AI for this, that, and the other in a positive way, and and he's he's introduced me to some some interesting people, and I found some interesting people on my own that are creating alternatives to the status quo. And as me and Bandit like to say, it's going to end up as the Flintstones and the Jetsons. Like you're going to see places like New York and L.A. and Chicago probably get walled up and go very Judge Dreddy or Escape from New York type and we're all gonna be left out here and they're gonna be like, Well, you're just gonna to have to suffer. You don't get to have all these great things, and we're all gonna be like, So you're gonna leave us out here to fend for ourselves in the woods? Oh, oh, how terrible. Please don't well, rock on. Please don't do this to us. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you threaten
2: me with a good time. Right. I, I get to go hunt for my food, I get to go fishing. I I can do basically whatever I want. Great, I'll, I'll take that.
3: Because they're going to want to spend more of their money and resources on keeping the drones in line that they have. And so do I feel bad for that 23% that continue to make life worse for themselves? Yeah, I'm sorry that they're doing such a thing. But uh, as far as that, if it's going to turn into you guys being drones and having to worry about that while they're more worried about you guys, then they're worried about the cave people outside, then cool, man, I'm game. Like, I'm, I'm sorry for you, but I'm, I think that's a reason that I've learned the skills that I've learned and I'm going to continue to pass them down so that we don't have to rely on anybody, anything, you know, you, you build your community and rely on your family that you build, you know, like that's, that's a goal of mine in reality is, is I want to expand like my farm stuff and kind of invite my people to be like, you know, here, here's a chunk of, in the corner of the land, please build your part of it. And let's just go in together. Cause I need help on these items and you need help on these items and just build my own community. I'm I'm tired of dealing with the nonsense. And I live in a really small, small Southern community. So it's not hard to build the community with the blink of an eye, you know, two miles strip that it is that exists. So it, it, there's positives man I don't I don't think we should worry too much about Washington they're clearly falling apart it's uh it's it's been kind of comical for me
2: Sorry about that. The dogs decide they wanted to fight.
3: no Yeah, I, I understand that. I used to back when I had a pair instead of just a single dog, I ran into that too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and we're having a problem with uh the youngest one and what have you, but I don't know. Hopefully we can get it get it figured out. Uh sorry about that. Hopefully I remember to edit that long pause out. So <laughs> uh,
3: it's all good. Anyway,
2: where were we? we we're homesteading.
3: Oh, yeah, man. That's I think that's the way, though, the way of the future for a lot of us, like the more we can do at home, the more people we can get on board with us. You know, like I, me and my wife were actually talking about this earlier today, like to our kids, like I don't I don't ever want my kids to feel like they have to up and add them at 18 years old or whatever. Like I, I, there's enough there's enough property now where I could be like, I'll build you a tiny home on the other side and you can have your own when you're ready to get out from underneath the roof that i'm dealing with you know we'll we'll work out the other stuff you know down the road or whatever but like i'd i'd rather everybody stay there and we can build i guess what you would call generational wealth you know what i'm saying yeah. you know like that I'd, I'd, I'd like to make sure that my kids kids don't have to worry about a place to live if, if anything if there's anything i can take off of their list it's you know i'd like to do it together and use the code of law or the color of law to put some loopholes and make sure that nobody can touch it for a really long ass time. And that way, maybe if I, maybe when the reincarnation thing comes around, I can hang out as a cat this time instead of having to go through this struggle again.
2: I don't know if I want to be a cat though.
3: Uh, I'm I'm (laughs) kind of iffy. I thought about cat thought about flight, flight animals, you know, different, different kinds of, uh, animals that could fly or just you know something chill like maybe an iguana or something
2: yeah true yeah, iguanas are cool komodo dragon because then oh, you can still a, fuck somebody up <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that'd> <laughs> you got nice that one. that fucking all that bacteria in your mouth all you gotta do is bite somebody and okay they will die.
3: you know there is so many animals out there that just have it in for us like
2: oh my god yeah,
3: yeah. you know that People talk about us being the top of the food chain, but there's quite a few things out there that you're just like, um, no, bro. Like, uh, my buddy, and I think you know him too, Drew, uh, Drew from the mm-hmm. Missing the Point podcast. He, I, me and him were having a laugh when I had him on recently because he was we, we had talking about how eight percent of Americans think they can fight a lion, and during the episode, I looked up a stat and found that six percent of Americans think they can ride a bear like a horse
2: oh wow good for them
3: yeah like have you fun know,
2: trying I, have fun trying
3: <laughs> you know you as somebody who's been bear hunting like I, it's it listen you i'm good like we try to avoid them i'm far enough down south i don't worry about bears i worry about gators before i do them yeah. <laughs> <It's>, but like <laughs> we you, you don't want to come across a bear man you're not going to be able to ride it it's it, a yeah it's highly likely going to rip you into shreds. So
2: yeah, e- even people that raise them from cubs and they're somewhat, I don't even want to call them tame, but they're okay. I mean, cause they, they've known to turn on their, their handlers, yes. you know, before and yeah. kill people. Uh, they don't even ride them like a horse. Like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you ride a horse like a horse. That, that's what a horse is for you know what i maybe, mean but maybe
3: maybe a maybe a burrow if you got a good meal that you can ride but that's about as far <laughs> as it goes
2: yeah and and with australia it like everything on that continent i don't know how how they have the population that they do because like everything on that continent wants to kill them
3: i mean they did lose an entire war to some emus so they got that going for them
2: oh you did you did kind of bring that up on one of your episodes that and you'll have to elaborate on that because what i heard that i'm like the emu
3: wars there was there was actually an emu war i want to say it was in the 1800s Uh, off the top of my head no it was in the it was in the 1900s during the 1930s there was military involvement they classified it as a war because they were overrun with emus and the emus defeated the queen's military
2: and for for those people that don't know an emu is basically a smaller version of an ostrich but yeah. they're still mean as fuck
3: they are super mean they're great they're great farm protectors i'm actually yeah. in the market for one like that's something i've always wanted but
2: there's a lady yeah. on on tiktok that that has two emus and when i first came across like i don't follow her but every now and again she'll be on my for you page but her one emu goes to attack and she just always puts her arm up and it's like a jedi trick and and it stops <laughs> and she's just like he's just he's just a fucking dick
3: and they're and they're gigantic too man like mm-hmm. people people see videos and I they're you know people are like oh well how big is an ostrich and i'm like well that ostriches are huge too but like emus they i'm a little guy so they tower over me as it is and i'm like yeah i know that animal's bigger than me but it'll be totally cool to have and that coyote that comes wandering into the yard one night is going to get the crap kicked out of it it's going to be really funny to watch
2: (laughs) now don't emus when they feel threatened are are they the bird the bigger birds that that drop a whole bunch of their feathers and then then run to make it look like okay that, that that's what i thought um another good animal is a donkey because they'll they'll kill oh, some yeah. coyotes as well like oh, yeah. people think donkeys are like stupid and just docile and it's like uh no they'll they'll fuck a coyote up and uh mi-
3: mini horses those are they're they're mean as shit and i have seen them attack coyotes before like you don't 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 mess with a mini horse they'll bite the crap yeah. out of you yeah. and and the the donkeys and the mini horses too, both of them will kick you just like a regular horse will. And Mm -hmm. you don't want to get kicked by a donkey. I honestly think it's worse. Like it, you'll break some, it hits you just right. You end up with some broken ribs. I can attest myself to, to that pain. It's not, I think I'd rather get hit with a baseball bat from a human than kicked by a donkey again.
2: Yeah. They, they're, they're, they're no joke, you know, and you know, you see them when they, they kick like a a predator, you know, I mean, but sometimes it kills them you know they they kick them right in the head just just right enough i mean there's a lot of power behind one of those kicks and no thank you uh i was raised out in idaho till i was we moved out here to pennsylvania i think when i was 10 or 11 and um you know i was raised around horses and cows and all that and you don't walk around the back end of these no No. You, you none of them uh you you make sure you and if you do you're at a striking distance
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much how I learned my lesson. You know, I was, I was young and we'd go visit my grandfather's farm until I eventually started living there one day, but like we, we'd go to visit and like 12 year old me, 12, 13 year old me was like, ah, whatever. And walked right behind that donkey and
1: broken ribs later,
3: like multiple broken ribs later, I I learned a lesson and that's why I should, that's why my, my grandfather's words about don't walk behind the donkey was always uh, one I should have listened to. (laughs)
2: Oh shit. The, 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 things that, uh, you know, the, our elders teach us. And when we're kids, we're like, oh, I know better, you know? And, and I seen it with, you know, you know, my kid, you know, my stepson and, and my daughter, you know, you'd tell them things and then, you know, they're like, oh no, no, no. And then, you know, like a year or two later, I think I should have listened to you. And we're like, well, we tried to tell you and kind of warn you. Cause We made these mistakes, and we were just trying to keep you from making these mistakes. Oh, absolutely!
3: You know, it's it's trying to tell them, especially when when they're in that age that they're deciding they're wanting to rebel, or or you know, like my my, like my oldest daughter, she's nine, going on thirty five, (laughs) and oh, it gets worse. Yeah, and and it's just like it's just you could sit that you could sit there and tell her that that's hot and not touch it till you're blue in the face. And she's just going to (laughs) go. Yeah. You know, just like an example. And it's just like, man, you know, I part of me gets frustrated with it, but then the other part of me sits back and looks at it. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to have to worry about her. Like she's going to be able to handle herself. And if she keeps that strong will about her, she'll probably rule the world one day. So. Yeah. Why step in the way of it and just let her be her? Uh, it, it it gets frustrating. Don't get me wrong. Like it, it, as my wife says, it's probably because we're identical and it's just two people going head to head. And I'm just like, mm. whoa! Now, hang on a second.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went. I kind of went through that with my daughter. I mean, she never really went through a rebellious stage, but I mean, her and I, because she's a lot like me in in, a, in in certain areas, and then there's certain areas where she's a lot like her mom. And that side fucking just pisses me off. Cause I, I, we got a divorce for a reason. You know what I mean? And she'll just be like, bah, 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 and you know, it, it, not so much anymore, but you know, and, uh, you
3: yeah, how to yell at
2: them. You know, I mean, I remember when I'm hell, I still had the, the dad power of just raising my voice and they would cry and, Oh my God, it's the end of the world. And now, you know I mean? She's 19 and you know, in college and what have you and doing her thing. But, you know, and, and I kind of, we really lucked out with my stepson, which is my wife's, my wife's, uh, youngest son. Uh, he never went through a rebellious stage. He was always that, that I, nice kid just, you know, would always go out of his way to help somebody. And he, and he's kept that and he's a lot like his mom in that aspect. And, it, you know, it, it's a great thing, you know, the, now did we have teenage puberty issues of course you're going to have that with any kid you raise you know what i mean Absolutely. hell i was probably i know i was a hellion when i was going through puberty hell i thought i could take the world on
3: yeah you know i i think it's a that boys and girls thing too. you always here you know I was always, i've always heard people throughout time telling me that boys are easier to, to deal with than the girls are and you know like my my boy he's he's pretty easy going and you ain't really got to ask him more than once you, you usually say it to him one time and he gets it. He gets it right the next time around. But me and me and her will go rounds every every now and then. And it's not, It's not really rebellious. Is it much? Uh, I guess testing the waters. Like you know, I I can tell her no, and she's going to see how far she can push it before I'm going to get mad, and then she'll finally she'll finally equal up with me and be like, all right, cool. I'm sorry. I'll take care of it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. And and you kind of alluded to it. You know, it, you you find that when uh, they're a lot like you. You know, like yeah. yourself, you know what I mean? Like it, so many similarities, you know, between me and my daughter and and yeah, we do butt heads every now and again, but you know, now that she's grown, not as much, but you know, you're going to have that with, I mean, you find that with two humans in a workplace, you know, Ew. some you're not going to get along with everybody. I mean, I try, I try my best, but you know, it, it, it's hard because I struggle with stupidity and laziness. And, uh, when those two combine, oh,
3: <laughs> i can relate to that that's that you know i i'm i'm a show up on time kind of guy and on time to me is at least 15 minutes early and mm-hmm. i want to get the job done right the first time because i don't want to have to come back and deal with it again another day and I, sometimes sometimes i do forget that i guess what i consider common sense for some reason other somebody else doesn't consider common sense and no. we usually we usually run into Problems there because you're just like damn. Or are, are they really just that stupid? Or did I just know something that they're not supposed to know? And then I'll think about it for a few minutes.
2: I'm like, no, they're
3: they're just fucking stupid, bro. Like, yeah,
2: they're just that dumb.
3: <laughs> it, and uh, but I guess you can't really TikTok's one of those things that kind of shows you a bunch of things that you may not have ever come across, or you were never taught, or little mm-hmm. quirks and quicks and you're you're just like, whoa, I'd have never thought about that, and I. I think it's just because you run across different things depending on the culture or your yeah. the way you were raised or the side of the country you were even in, you know, is not everybody had the pleasure of being all over the country or seeing all over the country or let alone other places in the world. And there I mean, even I know people that they probably never left their hometown hometown other than maybe mm-hmm. to the other than maybe to the beach or something. And I don't know you when you do travel around and start seeing all these other things and actually talking to other people you're like you're like damn people are more alike than they are different and the differences is what makes us cool and what brings along a lot of a lot of stuff like that i don't think it should be a reason to fight you know usually if somebody gets mad at something that they don't understand it's because they don't understand it you know they've never been around it or, or and it's technically like a projection thing on it is the reason they'll start making fun of it or be weird about it but once you give them the opportunity to learn they're like oh cool you know or they might become their favorite thing i caribbean food is a great example of that Mm. i I was my ex-wife worked for a bunch worked for a bunch of caribbean people and i ended up making friends with some of them and became the the only white dude that was always invited over to the escapades or cookouts or whatever it was going on and man i fell in love with like jerk chicken and curry goat and just stuff like that, it's, man, I, I highly recommend anybody out there. If you have the opportunity to try some Caribbean food, definitely get your hands on that. It'd be pushed to the top of like my number one cuisine there.
2: Yeah. I I Man, you want to get into food. <laughs> there isn't much food that I do not like. And uh, Mexican is up there. Uh, yes. Cajun is really up there too with me I do love Caribbean food as well you give me some Scotch bonnets and I'll yes. make you so, uh, something really good you know with it somehow some way I just love cooking and I, my wife used to like we we'd have barbecues or whatever and I would never I would wait till everybody else ate and you know I'd, I'd grill up everything or whatever and then I maybe once they left then I then I'd eat she'd always be like well why don't you eat with everybody else I said because I love seeing the look and the reaction on their face when they're eating my food and they get this smile and they're like, man, this is good. And they go away, you know, it, it, there's n- it, there's no better satisfaction than making something that, you know, you, you created uh, out of your heart and with your hands and watching people get satisfied over it.
3: I thought it would be cool to go to Le Cordon Bleu. That was my college of choice. I wanted to be a chef at one point in life. and. You know, I did all that good stuff and went through the classes for that. I learned a lot of cool things, but I'm I'm big into experimenting. I do a lot of the cooking myself, and even tonight I'm making a, a house favorite that is lamb burgers with a, a uh, blueberry ketchup that's homemade. And I, I saw blue- your video
2: of uh, today of the blueberry ketchup, and I was just like, "Yep, that's
3: ketchup." I, I, I was making it today. Give the history. I thought it would be a good opportunity to add a history lesson and give away a free recipe. So it is, Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool thing to do, but I, so I make this blueberry ketchup all homemade or whatever. And then I do lamb burgers and that's, that's got an interesting mix into it as well. And then it'll be the lamb burger with blue cheese crumbles, arugula heirloom tomatoes on a pretzel bun with that blueberry ketchup that I made to go along with it. And it's, it's, it was me experimenting because I was trying to recreate something from a that I was told about from a restaurant in New York. But instead of using pork, I wanted to use lamb because I thought mm. lamb would taste better with it. And it's what I've come up with. And I <laughs> did like it, you're dealing with kids, well,
1: where do I start? <sighs> I'm bad shit. What you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost code looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me, I've been start to find out doesn't really hold. Every half a piece of shit hidden in a high high motives to align goals. Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die. They don't care. They itemize souls. Hit jobs from Botox to light bulbs. Light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tight rope walking this edge, and I've been wondering if anyone loves me. Shit, and I've been wondering if anyone loves me. Yeah, fuck, and I've been wondering if look. I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up, I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it comes to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it. Enough of it. Save big on brunch
0: for mom, all in the Kroger app.